hear it, Bova. Good morning, guys. How are you? How are you guys? Come on. Good morning. Thank you, honey. So we, um, Pastor Stephen usually carries this for me. He's got the big muscles of the house. So, well, uh, welcome and God bless you guys. If it's your first time here, we, uh, we welcome you in. Those of you guys who are joining us online, we welcome you as well. Um, wow, wow, wow. Um, can we just give it up again one more time for Glenn and Jess? Because they put in so much work throughout the week to prepare for this time to just minister to us and to just love us in the way that they do. So um, what I want to do before I start just talking up here, because there's a lot stirring in my heart, so I'm going to need some grace this morning. Um, but let's uh, l- join me in prayer, and, but I want you to do this. I want you to put your hands out, because everybody came here to seek God out, to learn more, to be encouraged, to something regarding the things of God. You, you want something. And so this is the posture of receiving, and I believe wholeheartedly that God is going to be able and far willing to pour forth into you this morning what you need to hear, what you need to feel in your body, in your mind, in your soul, and your spirit. So I'm going to pray. God, I just thank you so much, Father, for this morning and the opportunity to gather, Father, as we do. Father, we love you so much and just so thankful for the Holy Spirit, Father, and I pray that um, we do open up these hearts, Father, in every way that we are able, Father, we open up these hearts to receive, Father, what you have for us to grow in this morning, to be comforted in this morning, to be encouraged with this morning, so that we can grow into just a greater degree, Father, into the maturity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for words to speak this morning, that you would speak through me to communicate your heart, your will, this morning. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ I pray. Amen. Um, so, um, I just, I love the authenticity of this church, okay? Um, I, I love how, how pure it is, and that is something that we are uh, just after, 100%. Me um, and the whole team that serves here to put on um, this space, make it available every Sunday, um, just in every capacity, our heart is to just to just be love, you know, to grow into the image of Christ, to seek God out, and to just, to just grow into the image and the things of God. Um, and it, it's, it's awesome. I mean, you know, YouTube's such a blessing. We have the ability to, to receive messages and see other churches and to get insights. And I'm just, uh, I'm thankful for our church. You know, there is no, like, the church or the religion. It's, let's just be real, a whole bunch of people just trying their very best to represent the Lord Jesus Christ and to operate in love. And, and that is, is what we're doing here. Um, by no means is anybody perfect in this room, but we're all on this spiritual journey, this journey as we grow into that man and that woman that God has called each of us to be. Okay? And, and I'm just, I've been thinking about this this week that, you know, Man, the world needs you. The world needs you the way that you are. The world doesn't need somebody else who, you know, is trying to be like 
somebody else or put on some religious activity. The, the world needs, needs you. And when I say the world needs you, that's your relationship with God. The Holy Spirit working in you in an authentic way to be loved to this world. Am I making sense of that right now? And we can, get, we can head nod or say yes. You guys can talk in this place too. It's cool. Um, yeah. It's, um, okay, good. You got that. So I was thinking about it. You know, God has had relationship with um, many people since the beginning of time. Okay? He's had a relationship with Abraham, Isaac, David, and Jesus. And he longs to have a relationship with you. And, and I really want you to understand that and to know that because he sees you as, well, he would call his, his most prized possession, the apple of his eye. He sees you and he sees absolute potential in you. He knows the gifts. He knows the characteristics. He knows the long suits that he's put in you. He even knows your weaknesses. And he says, yes, those weaknesses I want to use to display my strength. And those gifts, those natural great strength and gifts that you have, that you might be a really good speaker, you might be just someone who is just, just a really generous person, or you might be somebody who just, you know, is just very, has a very strong intellect. He's like, yeah, I want to take those things that I put in you, and I want to uh, supercharge it, you know. I want to put, I want to put those things on, on steroids. I want, to, I, want to, I want to take it to the next level, um, and, and that is so that I can display my goodness through you. And what, um, what really inspires me is, is when I meet people that um, are really grounded in who they are in Christ. They understand their identity. They get that point. They get the fact that huh, they're chosen, that they're beloved, and they behold the spirit of the living God inside of them. These are the types of people that encourage me. And a lot of, a lot of you, know, you are those people. But I come in contact with a lot of people, as, as I'm sure you guys do too. But you see something different in some people. And you're like, man, I like that. Uh, that's, that's like, that is really good. You know, somebody who's just genuinely concerned about your well-being like, they're not putting on, it's not like, you know, so that I can invite you to some event, or I can, you know, bring you into, or I can, you know, get you to buy something, or <laughs> whatever it is, but like somebody who's just genuinely pure, and, and you can just see something in them that is, is not of this world. And see, I want to grow in that. I want to grow into that, just that greater degree of confidence in, in who I am and who God says that we are in Christ Jesus. See, I think that the more and more, and, and I just so firmly believe this, the more and more we come into that great confidence of our identity, of who God says that we are and what's available to us through Jesus Christ, the more of an impact that we are going to be making in this world with and for God, the more we are able to experience the things of God and to see the impact and the influence that God wants to make through us in this day and age, in this very time, no matter where you're at, no matter the sins that you were trapped in or currently trapped in, God only knows I was in some deep, dark stuff so far from God 13 years ago, and he has brought me to a place that has gotten to know him more, gotten to see the great things that he has in store for 
one that says, God, I believe that your way is better. And so there's a lot that, um, there's a lot that, that, that I, I, I know, and there's a lot that I just don't know. And then you got some things in between I, I think I have a pretty good idea on. Okay, and so by all means do I know, <laughs> I, I do not know everything, but th- there's a couple things that I want to share with you that and so I think some of you have heard me say this before, that I know 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 that I know. Okay. That I know that I know that I know. And one of those things is that God is good. Okay. God is good. I know, I know that. I know that. The next thing is that God loves me. I know that. I know that. And the third thing is that I know that I know that I know that I know is that all things are possible with God. And the fourth thing that I know that I know that I know that I know is that God gave his son, Jesus Christ, to be a payment for me, one who was in sin, who was trapped in sin. Jesus Christ died so that my sins would be forgiven. And through the Lord Jesus Christ, through my believing that God raised him from the dead, that now I have received Holy Spirit and I have a one-on-one relationship with God just the way that it was designed to be from the very beginning of time. Just the way that God had a relationship with Adam in the garden. They were just hanging out. Adam was doing his work, taking care of the garden, looking over the animals, naming them, having dominion over them, laboring, eating the fruit of his labor, and he was just, he was blessed with God as creator. That was lost through sin, restored through Jesus Christ. And in believing upon the Lord Jesus Christ, making him Lord of your life, through and with the power of the Holy Spirit, God will transform that life. He will transform your life because he's done that to me. That's a promise in his word. So I know that I know that I know that I know that the power of God is able to, and certainly willing, and in fact, just desiring to transform your life, to bring you from one degree of glory to another. And that's a journey, right? I'm not at that full transformation yet, by all means, I'm not, but I'm on this journey. And I'm on this journey with you guys, and we're all just doing our best to serve God, to grow into His ways But what I want to focus on this morning is is not just talking about God, but rather talking from God. And this this is a call for all of us because we have interactions with the world, right? People don't need somebody talking what we, I like to say, Christianese. Things that are so over their head and just because you go to church and like, you're like, you know, you come into a grace be with you, my brother, God bless you. And it's like, and it's like whoa, 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 I don't even know, what, you know what's going on right now. You know, where's, your, where's the church service you want to invite me to? You know, like uh, people need somebody that these people in the world, they need you with the spirit of Jesus Christ in you and God working through you to love that individual, to love the world, to make the difference in the world that God wants to make. And that's founded in love. 
It's not just trying to do the right thing, but it's, or, or trying to do acts or works of love, but it's, it's literally becoming love, where you're not, you're not easily offended, you're more patient, your mindset is that, okay, now that I've made Jesus Christ my Lord, I know that he's going to take care of everything that I need and in absolute abundance, that I don't have to strive for it anymore. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I don't have to fear anymore. And now that, oh, not only that, uh, I know where I'm going after I die and my very short time here on earth. I know that I have a seat at the table, the family table, throughout all of eternity with my God and Creator. So now that I have that mindset covered, now that, now that I have my basis covered that I'm taken care of because I have a Lord who loves me and cares for me, now I can put my attention, my focus to those people around me. And how can I, what's called co-laboring with God, how can I work with God to love those around me? And how can I share the good news of Jesus Christ and this transformation that's possible in a life? How can I share the good news of that and enjoy the benefits of that with my friends, with my family? That's, that's the, the, the shift in mindset. And it's not going to be the same every conversation you have with people. It's just this, this new you, okay? That you're becoming this, this person that's different now that you, you, you behold the Spirit of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And that's this new life that we get to take on once we confess that Jesus Christ is our Lord. So that no matter what season we're in, no matter what yesterday brought, we can wake up and say, okay, today's a new day. I'm a new creation, created in the likeness of Jesus Christ. I behold his spirit. And God, what do you want to do today through me? It's, it's, it's people with that authenticity in their family to be able to love their family members from the position that they're at in the Father's eyes, from that position of being seated, as Scripture says, at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus. To have the Spirit of the living God dwell in you. To be a people... Now hear this, to be a people of hope, okay? Now, a definition that I like for the word hope is the joyful expectation of good that's to come. Hope. It's the joyful expectation of good that is to come. The joyful expectation of good that is to come. As one who follows Jesus Christ, who knows that the Lord loves them so much, we can be a people who, like I said earlier, are fully established that anything's possible for God. 
No matter the hurt, no matter the pain, no matter what the news or social media is putting out there, no matter what the circumstance of the world, we can be a people that deliberately and very much intentionally choose hope. We choose to be joyful in the situation. If somebody has pain, if somebody has physical pain, and the report for them is not looking really good, we can be a people that despite what people are saying, we can, you know, it's not looking good, it's not looking good. We can interject and say, no, I don't believe that. I believe that the Lord's going to turn it around. And it's not just wishful thinking, but there's also action in that. Because we go to the Father and we say, God, I just thank you. We intercede for that individual. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ that all things are possible with you, God. And you can turn this around, God. You have the healing power to turn it around. And I speak in the name and the authority of Jesus Christ here on earth and over that person, over that individual, over that situation, over that pain. I just command that to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. See, we, can, we have the ability to do that. It happened with a family member of mine. My sister-in-law got really sick um, out of nowhere, and, um, and she was hospitalized. This is just like last week. And um, I, to be honest, I, I would botch the, the di- exact diagnosis of it, but um, it was not looking good. There was a lot of bacteria found uh, in, in her body, and um, it kind of like went from bad to worse. Um, they found like some acid in her blood, and and, and the family, rightfully so, is like, yo, it's not looking good for her right now. It's just getting worse and worse. And it's just like, I just have a hard time accepting that. And I get, you know, and I'm, and I'm not putting anyone down or in my family by any means, but I just, that doesn't sit well with me when there's just talk about dread or talk about, oh, it's just getting worse and worse and it's so bad. And I was like, man, I just, I don't believe that. And I just, I texted, I said, yeah, I believe that there's a miracle happening in your body right now. I believe that God is going to be turning things around for you right now. And before you even see it in your body, just start praising God and thanking him for the outcome that is to come. Because what you're doing right now, you're aligning your heart and your mind in belief that God can do all things and that he loves you. And she started doing that. She texted me back the very next day. She says, man, as soon as, as, soon as you prayed, that's when things started turning around in my body. And they, they, they were putting her in the hospital, and they didn't, like I said, things were getting worse. The very next day, she's gone. They, they, they let her go home. But you see, God can do things like that. And, and I say, yeah, praise God for that. Praise God for that. I, I, I tell that story because um, I just want us to get back to that mindset that all things are possible. And I want you to very much understand the position that I'm in as I grow in my relationship with God, as I grow as his son, and as I grow as a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ. Because I don't have it down pat, but I'm, I'm growing. And here's what I will do, and I promise you this. This is really good for you to understand, that as a follower of Jesus Christ, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you what side I'm, I'm going to since I don't know everything, I'm going to err on the side that all things are possible with God and that, and that he absolutely loves us. Okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to err on that side. Because I know there's some people that don't believe in healing today. They don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. They don't believe in, in the, the great things that God can do with us now that we behold the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, these things that I do, you're going to do these things. And better yet, even greater than the things that I'm doing, you're going to be able to do. Because I go to the Father and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. That's going to be your helper. That's what's going to enable you to do the things, the greater things that this world has yet to see. 
And so I just believe that. I believe that healing is available today. I believe that healing is available when not because a Garrett prays over somebody or says a prayer, but because I'm putting God on the scene. I'm saying, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I know you can do this. And I'm believing that. What I want, because I know that, and I don't want to, by all means, what hurts my, oh man, what hurts my heart is when I hear um, other people, um, how do I say this, um, talking about the things of God, um, but not from the position of God and a position of love. Okay, let's just assume that um, there's only one man, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ with perfect understanding. Okay, and so what I would say is this, that on my day, when I meet the Lord Jesus Christ face to face, I would much rather him say, wow, you believe that I could do that through you? You really believe that I loved you that much and I love that person next to you that much that you thought you believe that I could do that? Very good. That's great. I would, much, I would much rather err on that end. Yeah, I would much rather err on that end. And be like, Father, just like a child, you know, I thought that through your son that was possible. I thought that's what you said in Scripture. And so I, I, I lived it out. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm growing as we grow to just operate the Spirit of Christ in us. Just being us. Just being us. Within the sphere of influence that we have. I'm not 100% on healing. My gosh, no. But I've seen it. I've seen deaf ears open up when I put my hand on them. I've also seen people not get healed. I've seen people with, with MS. Bob reminded me of this testimony that I prayed for somebody with MS. And this is, please hear me. This is not, uh, uh, Garrett's going to tell you about all the people he prayed for a testimony. Or, or, or <laughs> praise Garrett. No, I'm telling you that, look, this is a guy that is just, just, I'm just trying to grow to be more like Christ and to take God at his word and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know we're in this room together doing the same, but I want us to be aware of some of the ways that God works. Sometimes it's instantly like that. Sometimes it's like, yo, you just put your hand on that deaf person and listen and, and watch them start to hear again. Sometimes it's, a prompting from God where he says in a congregation, Bob, how many were at that conference we were at? About 2,000 people. 2,000 people are, are seated in this big old um, conference. Uh, and, and God, I, heard, I, felt, I felt an impression that said, go pray for that guy all the way down there on the third row up. He's in a wheelchair sitting on the end. Go down there, go pray for him. Tell him today he's going to get delivered. Whoa, God. Are you sure about that? And I'm sitting in my star, my, 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 my chair, my heart's like this. Really, God? I'm going to look like a fool. But God, I just, I want to err on the side that all things are possible with you. I, wanna, I just want to follow you and your will and your desire. And if that means going to pray for that guy, okay, great. So I went down there. Everyone's still seated. I'm like, um, sir, I, this might sound weird, but um, I, believe, I believe God wants to heal you today. And I said, do you believe that you can walk again? He said, yes, I do. And I said, okay, follow me. So I cart him out, bring him out to the hallway, and I work with him on standing up, and we walk laps in the hallway together. His strength grows. I can't say it was instant, but his strength grew. He was able to walk. He hadn't been able to do that for some time. He sits back down in his wheelchair, and after a good, good amount of time, I didn't see the instant healing that I was hoping for, but I saw an increase I wheeled him back to his place, and he was just so grateful, so thankful. I stayed in touch with the guy, and I think I shared this testimony with you guys at some point in time. Um, but 
Actually, throughout the time I stayed in touch with him, it was months later, he actually got worse. He lives out in California, Napa. He actually got worse. And then a couple months after hearing that worst report, it was about nine months later, he said, man, I'm completely healed now. I'm completely healed. So uh, was that Garrett the only one praying for him? Absolutely not. I know he had a lot of people praying for him. But I'm telling you this, that the power of God knows no bounds. Sometimes, sometimes they'll get healed instantly. Sometimes we'll have somebody here in this room just hearing the word of God gets physically healed. Sometimes somebody just hearing the word of God gets um, spiritual deliverance. Something that they've been tormented by or maybe a thought that they've had their entire life that said that you're not good enough, you don't have value, you don't have a purpose, you're missing the mark, and I can't do something with your life. They're having these lies, and they hear truth, and that changes everything. I've seen that type of deliverance. But what I'm saying is it's, it's the authenticity of who we each are in our relationship with God. The world needs you. The world just doesn't need another Garrett. And this is something that I'm growing in because I look at some people that I feel are just uh, uh, more pure than me. And I'm like, man, you've really been spending time with God. Like, that really challenges me. Like, I want that. I want that. It doesn't, it doesn't make me feel ashamed and go into a corner and say, no, it's like, that stirs me up. I want that. I want to know him like you know him. You encourage me. That's what I want. Because I am after living the life that God has called us to in Christ Jesus. And that's what I know so many of you are after too. I've seen such great deliverance in people's lives. And I can speak from the testimony of just my own life where God has called me from darkness into light. And see, what he wants to do is he wants to show off through us. I love using that term. When I look at um, second, uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it's one of my favorite passages. I'm going to read it um, just because I just want to always get it right. All right, here we go. He says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priestess. So this is he speaking to you. Take this. We just put our hands out. Receive these words, okay? He says, you're a chosen race. You're a royal priestess. Some of you are like, man, I don't feel like any of these things. I'm telling you, receive what he's saying, okay? You're a chosen, you were chosen. You're a royal priesthood. You have royalty in his eyes and in this world. You're a holy nation. You're a people that are separated from that which is common. You're holy, you're different, because you have his spirit in you. You're a people for his own possession. I told you that the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Now that he's your Lord, let go of that fear. Let go of the anxiety. Let go of what you think is going to the dread that could come from this world. Let go of that. You're his possession. He's got you. He says you're a chosen race. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're a people for his own possession. Check this out. So that. So that. You're all those things. So that. You may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You're all these things. He's chosen you. He set you apart. You're his possession. You've got royalty in his eyes throughout all of eternity. So that you may proclaim, you may make known the excellencies, your life, 
would show the excellencies. The word there in the Greek, it's, 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 it's just this power. It's this, this known power, this manifested power of God that takes a life from darkness to light. God wants to show off his amazing power at work in your life. Do you guys believe that? Yeah, good. I know you do. I'm getting excited up here. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. I just want to err on the side that all things are possible with him. Can you guys do that with me? Yeah, can we just err that he just like loves us so much and just like a child, God, just, just teach us, show us. Jesus, he's praying in the garden. He says, right before he's, he's about to be crucified, He's praying, he says, Abba, Father, all things are possible with you. If Jesus had that mindset, man, I just want to have the mindset too. That God, all things are possible. I know you can turn this situation around. See, Jesus said that we're to be salt and light in this world. We're called to make a difference here. They don't, they don't need, the world doesn't need another Garrett. Okay, he's got me, and now I just have to grow up <laughs> and, and continue to uncover and grow in confidence as to who God made me to be, and I can't try to strive and desire to be somebody else and to behold their gifts or their talents, but I have to just realize that, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm who he made me to be, and I'm on that journey of growing in that confidence and the power that God has put inside of me and the things that he's spoken over me. In the same way, he's spoken things over you. He's put gifts qualities in you that the world needs, but they, it, it authentically needs love. And so in your interactions with people, let it be from that position that you are with the Father, that Jesus said that I am in you and you're in me and that we're one just as me and the Father are one. Just like this, just Jesus, you, God, just like just around and just loving people. It doesn't mean you need to quit your job, start up ministry, like no, Jesus never said anything about that in Scripture. He said, in your going, in your going, do these things. Um, but it's like, Jesus, this difference, I just want to be known for a people of hope. Just the people uh, uh, that, that display joy. When I talk about a people of hope, I mean, talk about Pastor Stephen. His father just passed away, Fred who's a friend of mine, a mentor of mine, a beloved brother in Christ, one who is sold out for the gospel and loving God and loving God's people, he unexpectedly fell asleep. And for Stephen and his family, I can only imagine how difficult that would be. But has anybody talked with Stephen recently? Yeah, you got his email the other day. This is a man who is choosing joy. He's choosing to glorify God in this situation. That's a great example to us all, that even when tragedy strikes, God, I, I, know, I know that, well, this hurts, this stings, but I know, God, that you're going to get glory from this in one way, shape, or form. It's taking on that mindset that Stephen is, that Ephesians 3.20 says, now to him who can do far more above 
and beyond all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. Just the people who just have that mindset that, dis- that display a hope and encouragement that I'm going to choose joy in this situation. I'm going to choose joy in this situation. How we end? Okay. Um. Willingness and obedience is what God wants. Willingness and obedience. I'm going to read um, a passage here with you guys. It's in, um, excuse me, normally I like to have verses up here. This morning there was just so much on my heart. I didn't know what we were going to be talking about. and So I I didn't want to be just slaved to um, an outline or something like that. So um, bear with me, but I'm going to read this to you. Um, it's in Isaiah, it's chapter 1, it's verse 11, and, uh, and this is great, because God is talking about like, I, I, don't, I don't want these sacrificial offerings, I want, I want your heart, and I want willingness, and I want obedience, okay? He says, what to me is the multitude of sacrifices, says the Lord. I have had enough of burnt offerings, of rams, the fat, of well-fed beasts. I do not, I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of goats. When you come to appear before me who has required of you this trampling of my courts, bring no more vain offerings. Don't bring those vain offerings out here. Increase is an abomination to me, new moon, Sabbath, and the calling of convocations. I cannot endure iniquity and solemn assembly. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash your hands. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil from your deeds. From before my eyes. Stop to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless. Plead the widow's cause. Come now, let's reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient... You shall eat the good of the land. God is just sick of these sacrificial offerings. He's he's letting the people know. He's like, I'm tired of, you know, you, you, you act in one way and then you come into me. And he's like, do away with that. I don't I don't take pleasure in that kind of thing. But it's just like God to interject hope into a situation. Like he said, just just as your sins are like scarlet. They shall be white as snow. He speaks hope into it. He, ex- he speaks the expectation of the good that can come. And you and I, who are made in his image in Christ, ought to be speaking the same type of language in our circles. Now that we're saying, hey, bro, just like your sins are red as scarlet, they're going to be white as wool. <laughs> like, we're not saying those things, but what we're doing is we're interjecting hope to people when hope doesn't seem right. But what God says he wants is 
us to be willing and obedient. Willing and obedient. And that's all it takes, is us to just be willing and obedient to God's call over each of our lives. Your call is going to look different than mine. No matter how old you are, how long you've been seeking the things out of God, your call is going to be absolutely perfect and absolutely different than mine and extremely valuable. Extremely valuable. In 2 Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy, he says, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use. Set apart as holy, useful to the master, and ready for every good work. Whoever cleanses himself from what is dishonorable will be a vessel for honorable use. He's going to be set apart as holy. So it's like, okay, yeah. The Lord's like, yep. Perfect. You're ready to go. Your willingness, your willingness to, to repent, to say, I just, I want this life that you have to offer. I want this new way. I'm willing, and I'm also obedient. He says, good. You're going to be set apart as holy. You're going to be useful to the Lord Jesus Christ, the master. And you're going to be ready for every good work that's around you. You're going to be ready for the phone call when a family member calls you who's in need. You're going to be ready for the conversation that you need to have with an absolute stranger. You're going to be ready just to give and to just display the presence of God in an authentic way, in an authentic, pure way, because you have chosen to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and to follow his ways. I'm going to close with this verse. Um, you know, there's a difference between inheritance and having possession of something, okay? Joshua was a leader after Moses, and what he did was God told him, he says, be strong and courageous, for you shall cause the people to inherit the land that I've promised them, okay? And so you have Mo, uh, Joshua leading the people over the Jordan River, which was not a small river, and yes, it was filled with water, God miraculously dried that up so they could walk through it and enter into the land that had been promised to them. And this happens early on in Joshua. I want you to read it. But in chapter 18, this is a, a great verse. It's 18, verse 3. Joshua says to the people, this is after the fact, after they've crossed, they're already there. So Joshua said to the people, how long will you put off going in to take possession of the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you. How long will you put off going into take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you? How long are you going to put off taking possession of that thing? See, each of us have, given a, have been given an inheritance. We've been, we've been given this mold of the Lord Jesus Christ that we get to grow into, okay? So we've been given such an inheritance, and God is just calling each of us to just wake up and take possession then, to bring into possession what's our actual inheritance. There's a big difference. 
There's a difference between being just somebody who, who has faith, believes the Lord and Savior uh, is, is the one who God has sent, Son, who's brought us into eternity, has forgiven us of our sins. There's a difference between just believing that, but then also being a faithful man or a faithful woman who's taking possession of the new life that is found in Christ Jesus that God has promised. And that's what we're growing into. We've got this position of victory, this higher ground that we stand on, where thoughts of fear, anxiety, those things have been pulling so many of us down. The thoughts that you're not good enough, the thoughts that you have to do it on your own, be your own man, be a tough guy, you know. You got it, self-made man. That's what the world's teaching us, that you can never be that. You could never obtain that peace. You could never obtain that joy. And God is like, yo, I've already given it to you in Christ Jesus. So now it's your job to just come on in, partner with me, accept it, receive it, take possession of it. The question is, how much longer are we going to put off taking possession? I don't want to wait any longer. I just want to keep growing. We all aboard on that? Man, I'm thankful for you guys because it's, it's, it's so encouraging to be with other people of hope, to be with other people who choose joy, who choose to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And if, 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 if this is not your home church, oh, go back to your home church and just be that light in that place. Be that vessel of encouragement. When you get out of here, go be that vessel of light in your home. Go be that vessel of hope and encouragement and power in your workplace, in your circles, in your sphere of influence. Be that leaven that is going to change something for the better, that's going to transform the culture around you. Man, so that God will be glorified. What a journey. Man, guys, thanks for joining with me uh, this morning and and hearing me through. I'm going to pray. God, I love you so much, and I'm so thankful, Father, for the joy that's found with you, Father, that no matter what, we can choose joy because we know that we are loved, we know that all things are possible, and we know that you are such a good, 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 good God. So, Father, I thank you for the hearts that are here. Uh, Just hearing this message, Father, that you would work in their hearts and bring forth the fruit, Father, of their lives uh, that just that their hearts have been longing for. The fruit, Father, that the people around them have been longing to receive through them. Peace, patience, joy, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control, Father. Let that just come out of each of us, Father. Oh, God, that you would be glorified in Christ Jesus. That we would bring heaven to earth. That we would show the world what it looks like to be a people who are yielded to your amazing plan, Father. And that have made Jesus Christ their Lord. So, Father, thank you for working within us. Thank you for empowering us to do work with you and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, here on earth. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.